Hello, and welcome to my zoo. There are many fine animals here. There's the snakes, the bears, the giraffes, and Christopher Taylor. Hello. We have the same voice. Yes. (laughs) We, we, We were raised on a farm. And now we've moved to a zoo. Higher class animals. Mm, We live at the top of the zoo. And all the other animals come to our table and beg for scraps. We give them no scraps. We tell them new. We give them no scraps. New scraps for you, giraffes. Get back to your trees. Fitzy giraffes. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Hearty Dice Friends. My name is Grant Howitt, and as previously referenced, this is Christopher Taylor. Hello. Hi. Hi. How you been? How, how you doing, Christo? Right. I've never called you Christo. Please don't. It's Christoph? Weird. I've been called Christoph before, but it's not great. How about Christop? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> like post-op. That's what I want for the rest of my life. Christop. Either Christop or her. <laughs> G. Cri? <laughs> oh, only if I can call you Gri. Well, that's not how. No, because it's it's an A, isn't it? So I, I'd, I'd be Gra. 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 Yeah, please call me that. I like that. Maybe if you make it more like a crow noise. Gra. Gra. That's great. That's all I want. Gra. Just call me that. Gra. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of my previous relationship. That's why I did it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Hearty Nice Friends. We are we are we're having an early Sunday morning recording, and by early I mean it's eleven AM. Mm, crack of dawn. Which is early for me mm-hmm. on a Sunday. I don't like to I don't like to open my eyes until eleven, but here I am in my in my PJs, like Christmas morn. And like Christmas morn, Christopher has prepared me sorry, has prepared me a bevy of gifts in the form of questions. All badly wrapped up in newsprint because I forgot it was Christmas oh, again. Oh, you've been drinking. <laughs> Only every Stumbled day. back in from the pub 2am on Christmas Day. Oh, you've got... Present smelling of petrol. <laughs> you've got <laughs> some limp flowers and a bag of revels and these questions. <laughs> oh, and, and... And the will to wrap And some them. windscreen cleaner. Hmm. <laughs> That's for me. <laughs> Can't have it. <laughs> Uh, that's for grown-ups, Grunt. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, was Th- wonderful. Thank you very much. I'm a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, we, and by we, I mean me, put out a call for your... We wanted you to complain. We wanted you to dish the dirt, sisters and brothers, and non-binary listeners, non-binary siblings. Uh, we want you to dish the dirt on GMs and players that don't make you too happy. And we wanted to try and suggest ways in which you could solve this, these problem players and problem GMs. Now, before I start, the core advice for any role-playing problem is, I just talk to them like a grown-up. So I think we should skip that. Assume yes. we've given that good and indeed correct answer for every um, question which we've put forward here. And then we'll give some broader answers. And if you can't talk to them, then that's fine. Why would... I mean, is there some sort of problem barrier maybe, there? Are they just not maybe listening? Maybe they're, like, behind glass. 
I like to think that they're just willfully non-compliant. Mm, like, no! What? Got wax in my ears, can't hear you. Gummed up my ears with newsprint. <laughs> Cover myself in mud like Arnold in the last scene of The Predator. It all got in my ears and I can't hear you. <laughs> when you say Arnold, I immediately went to Hey Arnold. <laughs> That's a different show. It's a different, different film. It is, yes. What was, Chris, what was that show about? What, Hey yes, Arnold? Yes, I, I, I watched oh, it. Oh, it's about a semi-mystical boy solving the, solving the world's was problems. Was he mystical? Mm-hmm. How was he mystical? So you have to you have to look at Hey Arnold like some sort of unknown army's adept. Right. Um, he actually was an Obanomancer. So like he, he, he could summon um, simulacra of homeless people to defend himself. Yeah, like, could never touch like they the genuinely to... did throughout the series what? because he knew them all. Oh, right. So it wasn't like they were named. It wasn't just like you, my blank-faced legion. No, and like there's an episode where he teaches somebody how to play basketball. Right. Um, and he's trying to get them to become the ball. Okay. And one of the questions, the, the first questions that, that Arnold asks somebody is how many how many pips are there on a basketball? Yes. And then he tells them. Oh, he knows. Like, he knows. Mm. Wizard kid. Mm. Plus, you've got to be a wizard to have a bedroom that big with a skylight with roof access. I, I, I don't remember. I remember he had a funny shaped head. He did, yes. He had a Everybody very had ugly grandfather. Um, who was pretty cool. There was a girl who had a crush on him. I can't remember her name now. Uh, I think it began with G. It was like Griselda or something. Um, something. Or, uh, and the her father referred to quality time as quantity time, which I liked. <laughs> and he had a friend with very tall hair. Very tall hair. Mm. Mm. Was he Jewish? Was he Jewish? Someone was Jewish. Oh, I wait, believe so. No, that was that was the dog from from Arthur. There was a Jewish. There was, yes. a, there was a Jewish dog who was um, allergic to peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Both wonderful shows and worthy of your time. No, Arthur's not worthy of your time. Hey Arnold, I think has cult appeal, but Arthur's like it's a kid show, man. It's not great. It's great. It's not. They don't even it's put great. the headphones on his ears. Rat. Sorry. Their teacher's a rat. Their teacher's a rat. Their teacher is uh, a rat. So Christopher, can you ask me a big question, please? I'll ask you a very big question from our heaving HDF mailbag. Mm. Luna asks. I play a fairy chaotic game of D&D, but one player plays his character a little too chaotic. He doesn't have the firmest grasp of the rules, which is okay. I just wish he made a little more effort to learn them, and will try all sorts of wild things in general fuckery that is meaningless and takes up so much time. I know he's having fun, and I think the rest of my group is, is as well, so I don't want to be shitty about it. But how can I deal with this and start having more fun myself? So it sounds like what you need to do primarily is... You need to go to shop class in school or to a workshop, you know, if you're not in school. Okay. And then make copies of all of the players out of like foam, balsa wood, that sort of thing, and the GM. And then put them in a put them in an identical room to the one you normally play, you know, D and D in. And then when he comes in, when this player comes in, he'll think he's just playing. He can goof around, do all the fuckery. Meanwhile, you're in an identical room next door to playing D and D. That's genius. Um, yeah, thanks, man. I'm sure these people would be so wrapped up in what they're doing, they would even notice the balsa wood. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, this guy's going to be like, oh, I, oh I'm going to fuck the Minotaur. <laughs> that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> There's one way to deal with the Minotaur. Yeah, it's the way to deal with the Minotaur. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, 
It's tr- it's a tricky one because if everyone's having fun, then in a way you're the problem. I don't think that's true. No, that's, that's why I said in a way. Yeah, I don't agree with what I just said, but <laughs> what I said is wrong. Basic. Well, I mean, you can apply it to everything. I say. Basically, the issue with this is you when you sit down to make a group of D and D, when you sit down to you know. Um, Player campaign, you sign a often invisible social contract with everyone else in the group, and if that social contract is if that social contract is misinterpreted by one person, that's what leads to problem players. As one as, as one player's like like no one sits down and deliberately tries to do the wrong thing unless they're assholes, and we've all been there once or twice. So maybe rarely people sit down and try and do the wrong thing, and everyone's just trying to do what they think is correct, and so this. This, this guy's like, oh, we're all ha- we're all playing D and D to have fun, and the other players are like, oh, this this seems kind of fun. So, it seems like you were the problem all along. You stuck in the mud, grey <laughs> dress wearing nun. Wow. Maybe that was an overreaction. I think it might have been. I think honestly that this person just sounds like an asshole. I mean, that is sorry. I was I was I was devil's advocating for the sake of drama. Um, no, this guy sounds like a dick. Yeah, like one of the things that I really hate about players is when they steadfastly refuse to learn the rules. Mm. Like I don't need to learn the rules. Like, you, you sort of do. Did you, you do a bit to make informed decisions? Yeah, you need to know the options. You need to know what you mm. can and can't do. You need to know what the game is promoting. I'd mm. like when people don't put the effort in because it's not like a running race. Where the only rule race. is to get, yeah, is to get to to the, to the goal quicker than everybody else. Oh, but like, oh, in which case, I'm going to use a car. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's nowhere in the rules which says I can't use a car. But you, but everybody's kind of on the same page with that. Yes, and then like, and that's that's one of the interesting things as well is like if if you look at um, children's games played in the in, in the playground, there's no official canon of rules. There's simply a shifting back-and-forth idea of what is fair and what isn't within the system. Yeah. So, like, for example, um, there was an invisible barrier over which, if you kicked a goal in, that was that was too high. Yes. There was no actual crossbar on top, if that's what it's called. I assume. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I used to, you know, jumpers for goalposts, that sort of thing. I used mm-hmm. to do that back in the day. But if it was, like, say, a foot over the goalkeeper's head, that was useless. Yeah. And everybody just agreed on that until yeah. until it was very important that yes. the goal went in. At which point there was about ten minutes of yelling, and like and like and like the the goalposts themselves, these jumpers, like you, you you sort of imagined this right angled space around them, and you were all on the same page, give or take, with that. Um, and also, like similarly, like um, what was it, uh, rescue? That game I referenced a few episodes ago. Which was like it was it was like a like team based tag and, and you could liberate people right um, so like it was team based tag and then you catch people and then you put them on your base and when you caught all the all the opposing team you swapped sides sure and if if if, if 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 a team from the hunted team managed to get up to the base and tag it then they could liberate all the people on their side and make the game last longer mm. bit of fun um, but I remember um, I was I was on guard and these two girls were on were on the on the base and they were like oh actually we know a secret hand movement which lets us free each other no 
And so, like, they did that sort of thing, whatever. And then they both ran off from the base. And then part of me was like, that's not fair. I didn't, I didn't agree to that. Oh, no, my team's going to be really angry. Because I was, um, apparently, I was I was from On the Buses <laughs> yeah. when I was younger. The old-timey movies. But um, the... I, 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 I think what really hit me, and it was like my first, my, my burgeoning um, career as a game designer coming up, I was like, but that's not balanced. <laughs> that's genius. Why did everybody do that? Everyone would do that if that was available. Yeah. Why have you been here so long? Don't lie, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah was always taller than me, and, and, and she had the birthday on the same day. Wow. Yeah. Limelight stealer, huh? Nah. <laughs> nah, you nah, met sorry. me. <laughs> You've met me. Daddy Limelight over here. <laughs> I think I think one of the things you need to do is try and convince the rest of your group to just not laugh at any point to anything this person says. Mm, that's smart. Just completely like stonewall them. Like, I'm sorry, I don't get it. Yeah. I'll like, I'll like ask them to explain why it's funny. That's always, yes. that's always good. Yes, can I'm, you tell I'm me sorry, an exact? Sorry, I don't get it. Like, like, sorry, you said it like a nice no, and like, and like, yeah, you said it like a joke, and I don't. So I just, I, just, I want to understand why that's funny. Oh, I see. So you're fucking the one at all. So why is that funny? Oh, okay. What does that say about you? That's weird. No, no, like, so, like, 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 you, you never try and turn it back on them. You're always like, oh, that's weird. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Oh, okay, no worries. Carry on. <laughs> and just, and just, just every time, like, like, you're, like, you're simply trying to educate yourself about what's happening. Make it real awkward. Other option is gang up on them. <laughs> so like, so like, like when they come in the room, pull the jump, pull the jumper over their head and push them down the stairs. Wow! No, that's not a, that. That's a sum. Um, I mean, when they, uh, what, what, yeah, uh, but like, like, have a word with the other players and be like, hey, actually, I've got a problem with this. Play. Have a word with the GM and have a word with the other players and be like, actually, I'm a bit uncomfortable with this. Is everyone else uncomfortable with this? Are we just going along not- with this because it's happening, or because yeah. we actually like it? Is this just momentum? And if, if everyone else is cool with it, that's fine. I'll deal with it, or I'll find a different group, or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably your best bet. Or the balsa wood cutouts. Yeah, definitely. That's obviously that's point one. Mm. If that fails, I mean, then move on to the other options. Also, try and take over games mastering the game and punish them for not knowing the rules. Yeah, real hurt. In the in the form of a pop quiz delivered by the spirit of Gary Gygax. <laughs> Greetings, adventurers. What is the AC of a cobalt? Also, I have questionable views. <laughs> did he? I don't remember. I assume he did. Well, because well, he was born in the in the forties. Exactly. Yeah, probably. Eh? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Then. Oh, go on. I really want to. So this isn't this isn't from the overall theme of the episode. It's just that Luke has been asking us questions over and over for weeks, <laughs> and we haven't asked we haven't answered any of them. That's true. And Luke is one of my favourite people. Uh, Beardy noise on Twitter. Do give him a follow if you like pictures of curly-haired, shirtless men. <laughs> there's, there's more than you'd think. More than you'd think, but not, not, not more than you want. No. Bless him. And so, I'm going to pick one of the three questions he's privately DM'd us. <laughs> <laughs> so the public can't see. Yeah. If Kesha was a D&D deity, what kind of spells and abilities would she grant her clerics? Um... The ability to to be incredibly drunk, but still compass mentis in a moving car. Yes. So, like, you could drive drunk. Yep. And, like, you, you could put on... Not safe, but no, alive. No, oh, God, no. But, like, you could put on flawless makeup in the back of a taxi. 
I think if there's one thing that, that Kesha embraces, embraces, it's not flawless makeup. It's no, no, no. Makeup. It needs to be flawless as she arrives at the party. Ah, I see. And then the party, the waves in, of the party. You, yeah, like it, like it's in, it's designed to run. They what? Like the the waves of party wash over her like a thumper beacon. Yeah, and she is summoned. Yes, I think you, there would be a spell called glitter filth. <laughs> I don't know what it does. It's like glitter dust, but stickier. Yep. I was on the train, Christopher. I know I'm getting old, and I can tell you why. I was on the train back from Norwich yesterday, and there are, these, uh, there are, there are a load of uh, girls coming from Norwich going to a festival uh, near Stratford, uh, going to some sort of like London-based party. Um, and they were, they, they were adorning themselves with glitter. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the train. And so like what they do is they take a bit of Vaseline and they take some body glitter and put that on. Um, and then... Like initially, I was like, "Oh, that's nice. That, that, that looks really pretty." I've, and and, and like, I really like the whole sort of like body art thing. That's really cool. And then immediately, thir- like thirty seconds later, I was like, "Wait a second! Someone's going to have to sit in that chair afterwards." <laughs> that glitter is going everywhere. That stuff's craft herpes. <laughs> but thankfully, I was out of their radius. Yes. I also like if I can just just on a brief aside, I like drinking. Yes, I, you do. I love drinking. It's a, it's. I'd, I'd go so far as to say it's a hobby of mine. You do work pretty hard at it. We both work pretty hard at drinking, and even then, I am in awe of the power of of, of these two glittery women to knock through five cans of G and T each when the train left at ten a.m. and got in at, at half eleven. That's I'm like pretty good pregame. Wow. I get that you're going to a festival, it's going to be expensive, but, like, i that's not even lunchtime hangover. Like, like you're going to get that, like, as, like, uh, 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 after you have your coffee after lunch, you're going to start getting the hangover now. Yeah. Like, I don't know how far you can, I guess they were, like, 19, but I don't know how far you can push that. But they're still going to have to have lots of maintenance drinks. It's still going to get expensive, otherwise they're just going to crash. Gonna crash the, and also, all, all that sugary G&T. Yeah. It was pink, I presume it had sugar in it. Oh, yeah. Must have some sort of some sort of grapefruit or bubblegum, <laughs> something the youngsters enjoy. Candy floss or Fortnite? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Granddad, calm it down. <laughs> Back in my day, we played Player Unknown's Battleground. It was good enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> All those two and a half months ago. <laughs> She would also. I, I really like the idea of her. So that there's a version of the. Uh, she, she would get a version of the Dipsomancer spell from Unknown Armies, which is. Um, I forget the name. The name of it, but I'm, I'm lucky I was drunk. Otherwise, that fall would have killed me. Yeah. Um, and there's two variants. One, you can replace your Dipsomancer skill with any other skill for one check, and you can. Uh, I think like you can you can f- change the position of the tens and, and, and the zeros on damage dice if you take serious damage. Flip flop, flip flop, um, and I feel that's why Kesha is alive. Yes, because <laughs> she is a powerful dipsomancer. Um, also, like I figure, high level clerics would get access to crystal magic. Yes, hundred percent. Because she seems big on crystals. But of course, there is a schism within the church. Is this is this the dollar schism? No. Okay, go on. No, this is the schism that, uh, of people who are following uh, Andrew W.K. Mm-hmm. Ah. As the, the other prophet. god of party, yeah. Well, the prophet. Kesha's... Ke- well, it's, it's interesting, because Andrew W... Is, is Kesha a prophet of Andrew W.K.? Because he was there first. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to work out. 
He wasn't but as then, popular. But then did the prophet summon the god? Is it is it like oh I see so it's like a um he was a he was a harbinger kind of like a silver yes. surfer deal a white surfer he was readying the world for party a dirty surfer <laughs> but he's he a terribly was... wholesome individual oh he's wonderful he just looks like he always needs a shower yeah um you know he's a big sweaty lad but like I Andrew W K is a, an astonishingly wholesome human being. Mm. Like, there's him and Terry Crews, who I just want to just give a big hug. Or actually, him and Terry Crews and The Rock, you just maybe sort of hug me all at once and kill me. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that, that would, would be You would come it. out a diamond. I was, <laughs> a diamond with my ecstatic, grinning face <laughs> reflected from every facet. They're so muscular and nice! <laughs> um, yeah, so Andrew WK, laid, he laid the groundwork for the arrival of Party to the world. Mm-hmm. And then Kesha was the... I'm going to say the Avatar? Yes, that works. Um, the she, used to be, she used to be Kadolaha. <laughs> um, which was her... When And, and that, 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 that was her name with her really terrible... Um, like It's a really bad... Kesha's had some really bad times. Mm-hmm. Uh, not funny things have happened to her, basically, and like it, it's her 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 recent album is a testament to her strength and her willpower and her creativity. Uh, but she has lost that dollar sign, so I'm thinking that might be where the schism goes. That's possible, yeah. A bit like in the church, where like there's some people who worship Jesus Christ and the people who worship like Jeezy uh, Crust, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> the Dominoes, God. <laughs> The Domino's Dominion. Yeah. Come to think of it, Domino's. Right. Is that because you have to establish Dominion over the table? You know, I don't know. Because that seems to be the root of the word, right? See, when I think of Domino's, I just think of pizza. I don't okay, think well, of the game. Well, the game was... I mean, there's, 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 a, there's a game piece on the Domino's box. There is, yes. Why that game piece, though? Why such a low-scoring one? Um, because, because uh, it, well, it's blank and two, right? I thought it was two and one. Okay. Well, ah, two and one, because on Tuesdays, the prophet Domino spake that thou shalt, that thou shalt receive two for one. <laughs> on two for one Tuesdays. Casting away the sin of Taco Tuesdays from the land. <laughs> and heralding Orange Wednesday. So vibrant and bright, no man could look upon it. <laughs> Only a meerkat, apparently, now. Because why not? I think I think they've swapped it out to, like, food. It's gone back to food. Okay. Anyway, we should answer a question about role-playing. We should. You should ask me a question about role-playing. Pinedo asks... <laughs> it's with, well, a, y. It's I, with I, a Y. Oh. Oh. I'm playing in a playtest campaign for a homebrew system. The GM is good, and the system has a lot of fun aspects to it. But it just seems like it is bloated with a lot of unnecessary complication. We spend a lot of time outside the session doing inventory management. Because a lot of this makes the campaign more frustrating to me, I'm unsure of how to bring these issues up in a way that's sufficiently detached from that. Don't worry about detachment. Go in with all your feelings. (laughs) Emote. Yell. Yell like Mother Kesha. (laughs) (laughs) Deliver a millennial yawp. So, an actual way to do it, just don't do them. 
Oh, well, just refuse. No, no, not don't, no, not refuse. Just don't do them. See if anybody notices. Mm, if nobody notices, those things don't need to be in the system at all. Now, I suppose if this is a playtest campaign, you've got so there's two kinds of playtest campaign, mm-hmm. and I, I, so there's one where you run the game and receive feedback from your players and continually evolve and change and develop the game. Yes, it means it, it makes for quite a dissatisfying campaign because powers change from session to session, and you also might have like so, so like one tactic which might work quite well in a given game doesn't work very well in the second game, and that's a proper playtest campaign. I tend to run the second, which is what I gather around some people who like me, and we play a game I haven't released yet, and they say it's good. <laughs> tell, um, tell Daddy how much you love him. Tell Grunty how good he is. He's had a hard day. <laughs> Chris wasn't writing too many rules, <laughs> and so it's. I don't. I worry you're in the second kind. It's possible. In in the if it's an ongoing campaign, that's the, if if it's the first kind of campaign, then some, then all you need to do is deliver that feedback. Yeah. And be like, actually, this is like this is taking me out. Like for me, the I, for me, the fun part of the game is when we do this, and this part doesn't seem to add anything to that fun part of the game. It's laborious and it doesn't make a bunch of sense and whatever you need to. But like, like I think the important thing to do is say, like, is definitely say that. Honestly, I think the best thing to do would be to um, somehow surreptitiously leave a printout of this question in their bedroom <laughs> because you've like you've handled it really well here. In that, like you said, the GM is good and the system has a lot of fun aspects to it, but it's bloated with a, with a lot of unnecessary complication. The important thing to say is, hey, I really like what you're doing. I really like this. This isn't anything against you. I want to make this better because we're in a playtest campaign. I have these ideas for feedback. And rather than yeah, r- rather than make it seem as, as, as like, I know what's good for your game, you big prick. <laughs> so I assume that's what you sound like. Hark, I have wisdoms to lay upon thine head. Which I think is what it's like any time anytime anyone asks me to a playtest. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. The Grant Howitt. So aside from being nice, um, do you have any other advice for that, Chris? Um, try not to get yourself involved in any game that has that much inventory management. Just, just yeah. advice for life. I don't. It, I don't get it. I don't get how inventory management could be fun enough to put in a game, like in a computer game, maybe. Yeah, because like, it's all automated. I quite enjoy those inventory management games where you've got like a certain amount of physical space. Mm, like Deus Ex. Yeah, and you have to like slot things in. Um, um, and you can only take Tetris. so much because you need you need a lot of resources for what you're doing. I must say that was that was okay in in um, Deus Ex in Resident Evil Five. Um, one, my body armor took up a slot. <laughs> which is daft because I'm wearing it. Yep. And two, a rocket launcher took up as much space as an egg. That is an issue. That is simply not true. No. I could put the egg in the rocket launcher as long as I never fire it. Yes, just tuck it inside. Whoop, and you pop. Put a sock around it, you know. Yeah, we obviously keep it keep yeah. it safe. Keep it safe. But I think sometimes you can get away with good inve- inventory management if you do it right, but if it's if you're looking at the weight of things, Mm. And you're comparing that to an encumbrance score. Nope. You've come too far. That's not fun. Turn around, go back. Yeah. But yeah, be nice um, and say, look, look, I really enjoy this. I'm having a great time. I've had, I've had some ideas for feedback. Do you want them? Yeah. 
and that and that and then they've bought it on themselves, haven't they? If it, I mean, if it's literally a playtest, that that's what they want. As I said, there's two kinds of playtest. Yeah. God, God help anybody tell you your game isn't perfect, Grant. Well, I am. You see, <laughs> I have a question. When you're for as you. perfect as me, I have a question. Ask. This comes from <gasps> uh, because it's just a lot of question marks. Yes, that, that, that's where people didn't put a name. Oh, okay, right. I thought it was just like the the uh, the confused noise from Metal Gear Solid. No, this is an anonymous, an un, an, an, an unknown poster. <gasps> Uh, so that's, that's just the guy from... That's just Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, <laughs> Tim the Toolman Taylor asks, My players are almost all great and fun. and have characters that I really like. However, one of them has a tendency to check out of situations that don't directly affect his combat-first character. Given that, the sto- given that the story that they are trying to tell is closer to The Wire than to Bad Boys 2, how do I try and involve him more? Make the story closer to Bad Boys 2. That's a good, that's a good solution for any problem. <laughs> Why not more Bad Boys 2? What are you going to do? What are you going to do exactly. when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Mm. So that's that's your first mistake. Yeah. However, what... Now, the GM... I'm assuming this is the GM writing in. Um, the players are trying to tell this story, not the GM. Okay. So it sounds like that maybe... Like they've all built quite sort of social based characters. Uh, like if, if we're assuming it's like the wire, there's a lot of like political maneuvering and a lot of investigation. And like, oh, I'll put these pieces together. Oh, how about this? Or like, oh, if I ask this witness this question, I can get the information I need. And um, there's one guy who was, I like knives. <laughs> I see. And so it's difficult for him to, because um, the wire isn't really about combat. <laughs> No, I mean, like, people die. There's guns. But there's not a lot of equal fights. I'd say that you're looking at about 2% of the... 2% of the of, of the film time is taken up with brawls. Yeah. Or, actually, you could bump that up to 5 if you included chases. Yes, but, like, people get shot a lot. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> What was the growl for? That was that was my confused dog noise. Okay. Yeah, it's difficult because if you are in that wire situation, there's not really a lot of place for a character that's combat focused. Okay, you know what? Let's 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 stop thinking of problems. Let's think of solutions. Okay. One. Gang enforcers. You have like you you up the security on mm-hmm. the projects, uh, and you have lots of big chaps who aren't scared of cops. Who are or like or like you uh, you put in a a mob boss who's so powerful and scary that people are willing to fight against the police rather than um, rather than disobey him. That's good. At which point, then you get like maybe like or like maybe you've got like a a cadre of guys who are in, and also I figure like if this if this is a role playing game rather than the wire, you're being pretty loose about how um, law is applied to actions. Mm-hmm. So you could have like like these like this like a gang within a gang of guys who are like oh, oh oh watch out there's one of these hard cases here and so like you've got you basically you make your own combat focused characters to oppose this this guy's combat focused character. Yeah, give them give them worthy challenges. Give them worthy challenges. Um, the other thing we do would be to shift the focus from wire slightly closer to warriors. To what? Sorry, the warriors. I've not seen. Oh yes, the warriors. 
That's a very different film. I know it's a very different thing, but have that... That's not about... I mean, they they both take place on the east coast of America, but aside from that, I'm not really sure there's anything happening. No, but what you've got in that is you've got more honourable combat. Yeah. In that there's, 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 there's an agreement about how you... Come out and play! Sorry, I just wanted to do the Warriors thing. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Um, but there's, there's more honourable combat in that. Like, there's bats and stuff. Uh, Cricket is it, bats. It's out of honour? Well, I think it's out of the rules of the game. Ah, okay. And also because it makes it more interesting TV. Yeah, because, like, you don't... When they're, when, when they're, when they're fighting, nobody's, like, got a flamethrower. I guess the problem is cops have guns. Yeah. And if this guy's making a combat-focused character, he's probably got, like, a load of illegal guns. That's oh, true. Actually, oh, I've got a good idea. Imagine I was drumming on your leg if you were here. Okay. Ooh. Ballistics reports. Blood spatter analysis. Mm-hmm. You take every possible violent forensics you can do and pin that on him. And so his character knows all about how to track back violence to its source. Okay. And so combats like may, I mean maybe like you could do the whole Boondock Saints thing of of like of like reenacting the combat with um Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yes. Um there was a firefight. Yeah. Um two Boondock Saints lay here. <laughs> and... A horse. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um but you have the capacity to use that to sort of flash back to fight scenes and sort of give him some things to talk about and like maybe like in an out of character way say oh actually what sort of gun would have been used in this situation and defer to the player because if the player is interested in that then maybe you can start getting them invested in situations yes but I think the, the problem here, part of the problem is that what they want is a fight well then they're in the, they're, they're in the wrong game yeah I mean that's fair like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with with stopgap solutions, but alternatively, um, you have the other players play a game, and then occasionally one of the players is like, "I'm bored. I'm going to play a kung fu fighting video game," and then he plays the character in the Street Fighter <laughs> game where he's like throwing fireballs and doing like wobbly leg kicks. Become Guile. Yeah, he's Guile. In fact, next time he turns up, he has a character sheet which is just Guile. And you've given him all the stats from Guile, and he'll be and and a bit. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go shoot this guy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You're in a game. You're you're on the SNES. You're on the SNES, aren't you? Yes, you are. Aren't you? Huh? With your big flat haircut. Oh, I'm just gonna put my tea down there. <laughs> I have a question for you, Christopher. Please ask. Prumble asks, "One of my players is a warlock whose patron is Nilothotep." I'm not very familiar with Lovecraft. Any questions about how best to work that thread into an otherwise pretty silly campaign? That Nile of the Tep is a super easy one. Should we explain who um, Nilo is? Yes. So Nile of the Tep is uh, um, the messenger of the gods. Mm. Um, essentially a very powerful god themselves. Um, more, more of a flautist. <laughs> yeah. Definitely big on the old flower. Def, des, de, de, definitely the cosmos's best flute player. Yeah. Um, and the other type is one of the few outer gods or whatever classification they technically are. Bigians. Sorry. Bigians. Bigians. Uh, who regularly communicates and 
let's be honest here, fucks with humanity. Yeah, fucks with, not fucks. No, but like, they're, they they like doing petty things. They like doing yeah. street level stuff. And and crucially, like they like they can understand humans and they can be understood. Yes. Rather rather than like this is a series of spheres which controls the universe. Yeah, and its motives are oblique. Yeah. Now that no motives are still fairly oblique and long ranging, but they are more human in scale. They're mainly here to have a good time. It would seem that way. Mm. So one of the best things about Nihiltep is that they can appear as people. Mm. So just have a bunch of people turn up to be Nihiltep. Not all at once. Not all at once, but like just all the well, time somebody in the crowd the is Nihiltep. I really like that idea. And like the the person whose pa- who, who's patron is Nihiltep can see that. But nobody well, else can. Can I, can I take your suggestion and tweak it a little? Please do. Everyone in the crowd can see them. Um, like so, it's just it's just someone called I don't know Arthur, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Arthur, um, and then and then it's sort of casually, um, he'll he'll sidle up with his one leg to the to the wall and be like, the old ones are watching, behave well. And then if anyone else if anyone else is like, what was that? He's oh I don't know. Oh apples and father, how's your pears? And just sort <laughs> and just sort of blunder off. But like like he'll never acknowledge that at any point. Yeah. And if if they corner him, he's an alatatep. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what what are you gonna do? So he turns the room into wax and disappears or something. You know he's yeah. he, he's of largely infinite power. But also have there's them as always the villain. someone there. Sorry. Have them as the villain. Yeah. Why not? And the person that's they've been captured by the villain. And this owl. And yeah, just have them as everything and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing isn't Nilothotep. Yeah. It's the equivalent of, of it's all a dream, but everything else is a dream and you're not. Now, what about powers are we thinking? I guess I guess like you've already got the like the old ones thing in D D, haven't you, for Warlocks? Yes. Yeah. You've got Hell, Fairy, and the Dark Between the Stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know why why anyone wouldn't pick fairy or dark between the stars. To be fair, but no, but you get David Bowie if you pick fairy. You get the option for David Bowie. <laughs> Not in my campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> David Bowie is law. You get David Bowie, and if you're lucky, Tilda Swinton. Oh, no, that's all right. Then. But they're both played by no left. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've answered that question really succinctly. I think we have, actually. I think we actually just solved that pretty quickly. All right, give me another question. Let's go. We're on a roll. Okay. Uh, struggling GM. I have mm-hmm. a player who doesn't seem to understand the system, which rewards making bad choices. It's capitalised bad choices, which is. I like. They've made a character who shies away from everything, and they themselves try to back out of every situation. It's really getting to me, because I feel like I'm bending over backwards for them and trying my best to create plot they enjoy, but if I try to talk to them, they get mega-sensitive. What can I do? Ugh. Ugh. Some people, huh? Right? Ugh. Like, I try to be even-handed, but... Ugh. I was fine with that they get mega-sensitive. Now, is it mega-sensitive... And like I'm not sure because there's two ways we can interpret that. There's one which is like, oh no, it's fine. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't want to cause a fuss. Or like, oh, excuse me, what? <laughs> Fuck all of you. I'm well, going to be in my trailer. I think the fact that they've made a character who shies away from everything and they try to mm. back out of every situation. Mm. Like that just sounds like somebody who doesn't want to be there. It does rather, doesn't it? It's like, and also if they don't understand, they don't understand the system. They haven't read the rules. They're making a character which evades, and they themselves evade. Yeah. 
I think that's a person who doesn't want to be in that room. You've got two options. One, it's a person who doesn't want to be in that room. Also, sometimes some people don't like being the center of attention of things. Yeah. Some people don't like having to be involved or like making decisions. And like a lot of people make hard decisions all day at work and they come to role-playing to relax. And so if they're a little bit sort of socially awkward, it might be a source of stress for them to, uh, to have to sort of go through this. So stop. Like, yeah. like if you like the person... If, if again, if you don't like the person, just like I don't know, talk talk to them, but pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. If you like the person, just let them be there. Like I'm assuming, like if there, if there's combat, if there's a scene which everyone's involved in equally, like combat or what have you, then they're taking part in some way. If they're having a bad time, then maybe that like, like maybe they they could leave, I guess. But if they're having a good time and they just made a shy character who doesn't get involved with things, stop involving them. Yeah, I think that's that's interesting because I've had people in my games who barely talk. Yeah. But they've loved being there and loved yeah. the whole thing. So I think that the, the key question to ask is like, after a game, did you enjoy that? Yeah. I mean, and like, a, a lot of people just, are going to say, check. like, yes, out, out, out of hand. Sorry, out of um, habit. Yes, but you can, you can largely tell if they're lying through their teeth. But did you really enjoy it? Really push them downstairs. Um, <laughs> Pull a jumper over the head, push him down the stairs. Um, but as long as they're enjoying it, yeah, just 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 leave them to it. Mm. They'll they'll join in when they want to. Yeah, and like I, something which I really struggle with as a GM is I I try and keep everyone's plate spinning at once. Yeah, and so I'll try to make sure that like like quite commonly I'll I'll, I'll uh, if if people are doing different things I'll cut back and forth between scenes. So people aren't too bored, and like I'm always like always trying to make a scene entertaining, um, so people who aren't playing have something to watch and you know get involved in and invested in and learn something. And so like, I see myself as a director or a like ma- more as a director or a maitre d rather than a <laughs> director or a waiter or a waiter. Yeah, sorry, not, not maitre d. Well, like, maitre d is 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 managing the whole affair. You yeah. know. But it's the waiters um, who keep the plate spinning. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, perhaps, perhaps like a ringmaster or yeah. like, a, like 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 a compare at a comedy show, uh, rather than a referee of the rules. <laughs> Don't know why, but it's got in my head. I saw myself more as you know, Legolas. <laughs> Don't know why. Sorry, I'm the I'm the prettiest one there, and the least interesting. What do your maitre d's see? <laughs> So, yeah, I I really struggle with this, and I try and get people involved. And I think like I've actually like especially in cons and stuff. I've like so what are you doing? And people are like oh god, I don't know, I don't know any. And like in in their head, I can see they're saying I don't know any of these people. I don't know the system. I don't know you. I decided I'd play a game about criminal bears. And I'm a little bit out of my depth right now, <laughs> so I don't know. I thank you not to make this worse. And so, like, if they're mature about it, and if like they're experienced role players and they're comfortable, you know, uh, discussing this, like, people will generally say, "Oh, actually, I, I, I'm not ready right now. Come back to me." Yeah, that's fine. But so happy with that response. Often people don't. The worst is often. when you get "Come back to me, come back to me, come back to me, come back to me." I don't know. Yeah. Damn. And like, and like, just like, if they're having a good time, if you're having a good time, just treat them as a friend who is there. Yes. And also do things like. If you need to have a character kidnapped, it's them. Yeah. Who gets the drive sleep poison? Them. <laughs> chlamydia? Them. <laughs> Maybe not chlamydia. It's 
about to say that's that's definitely that definitely involves an encounter. It like it it, it involves making a choice. Yeah. It definitely it involves choosing to enter into a situation if you know what I mean. <laughs> Would you like another question? Oh, Chris, I'd love another question. Actually, what I'd like is uh, is like an apple pie or one of those little individual, you know, those Mister Kipling apple pies. Mm. Those are the shit. They like they come with those perfect like cubes of apple in. Yeah, I've been oh. craving a Maxibon. What's a Maxibon? Like an ice cream sandwich. Oh, okay. So it's, 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 like, it's like wafer. No, it's like biscuit. It's like cookie. Oh, you can make one of those by getting some ice cream and some cookies. Yeah, but a Maxibon you, is you want a Maxibon. pre-done. I seem to remember that it was quite a homogenous creature. Like, it was quite tight and singular. Yeah, and half of it was this biscuit stuff, and the other half was like a, a, a nutty magnum. Mmm. Okay. one of those. Anyway. Yeah, well, we'll go to the shops after, but ask me a question now. Unsure Usurper from Melbourne asks, I have been asked to take over a campaign by a friend of mine since the last DM gave up. What should I do to both ensure a smooth transition between styles and to give myself space creatively without destroying the story the group has agreed upon? (coughs) Okay, this is pretty straightforward stuff. Mm -hmm. First things first. First day of the campaign, you find the biggest guy there and you knock him to the ground. Yeah, you gotta really just 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 hurt that hurt that guy. You gotta you gotta show people you're not to be fucked with. Mm -hmm. So like don't like if you can do it unarmed, great. But like if you need to use like 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 a tray from the from the canteen or a chair, just do it. This is like this is about results, not about honor. And then like you you can worry about honor afterwards, but you show that you're not to be fucked with. You're gonna need to go in with as many packs of cigarettes as you as you can get hold of. Yeah, like it's difficult. Like you're gonna need to eat a lot of cigarettes, (laughs) and then poop them out whole like a donkey from Spain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a little, a little plastic donkey. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <sighs> okay. Talk to the players. Now, I know I said I wouldn't say that. However, what you're going to do, you're going to sit down and say, so I've, I've got to assume you're a player of the game. Yes. You're not just coming at this blind. That's That's really weird. Yeah. If someone's come in and be like, "Can you suck?" Because I've done that for Chris once, and it mm-hmm. didn't work. No. Um, you've got to, you've got to assume they remember this group. So sit down and say, "Hey, so I'm the GM now. Listen, I'm the captain. Punch one of them hard in the jaw." <laughs> no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, my prison training's kicking in. What you got to do is kill the character with the highest AC. Yeah, for sure. Just to show them you're not to be fucked with. Eat the character sheet when you're done. Set fire to the table. If there's pizza, eat a slice and throw the rest out the window. No, just drop it on the floor so they can still see it. Yeah, that's true. And like, and like walk on it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, not, like, But like not say, oh, I'm walking on this pizza. You take a slice. Mm, that's some good czar. Invert it, drop it on the floor, like cheese side out, and then just walk over it whilst continuing your monologue. Yep. Monologuing or, is key. Also, if someone likes dice, eat those. <laughs> Eat their dice. Especially if because, they have a, a special one. Because, like, I mean, we've all thought about it, haven't we? Those delicious pearls. The forbidden fruit. Mm, they, look so, they, they, they look like little sweets, some of them. You could just, 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 like, just, just nibble down a DA 10. Actually, come on, hang on. Actually, quick question here. Which is the least damaging dice to swallow? Probably D20s. 
Well, they're really big, though. But they're round. How are you going to get that down your throat? Really? Have you not seen the size of the pills I take, boy? Well, yeah, but they're not they're not twenty sided. No, but I, I genuinely I think, think that would be, that down. This, that that'd be a, the, the best one to eat for the whole journey. I'd, I I think I'd probably go for like a uh, D six, like a smallish D six. Oh, That's pretty blunt. The D six, the D eights, D fours, gonna tear up your innards. Yep. D six, you can probably poop out without too many problems. Um, now you sit them down and you say, "Hey there, I'm the GM now. What do we need to change? What? Where do you want this campaign to go? Let's just talk about where you see the campaign going over the next two or three sessions. And like, it do, you don't have to tell me exactly what's happening. You don't. We, we don't have to like sort this out now. So the next two or three games are a you know a, a foregone conclusion. But where do you see this going? What? scenes are you interested in playing out what goals your character's pushing and then try and give the players what they want and also do what you want Yeah, can't stress that one enough because if you're not having fun go home or ideally what you do is you sit down you have this conversation um, and you go so this is this is a fourth head game and we're doing this we're doing that and we'll just we'll just carry on with the story from where from where you left off is that is everybody okay with that? We all good? And then immediately drag everything off the table, mm. slam down a copy of Siren, and say we're mm. changing the system. Mm. And just play and then, exactly the same story, but in Siren. And as they're getting used to Siren, um, and they're just like, oh, what 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 a clever and an, an innovative system this is. Where you place your d six, you want to get a big Hoover and suck all the dice and papers off the table. Yep. Uh, and then again, switch that to blow and, and, and blow them out the window. Not enough Hoovers come with a blow function these days. Not anymore. I always thought that was, very, that was a very exciting thing for a Hoover to do for some reason. It seemed ripe for japes. It did. Uh, like, could you fill it with things? Could you use it like a gun? Well, the, the thing is, so I, I always went to a um, to a to, 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 a, to a school fate where there was there, there, there was like a target shooting uh, thing. Mm-hmm. But rather than make a gun, this dude, Rosie Campbell's dad. <laughs> Um, had made a ping pong ball gun out of a Hoover. Wow! He, he set it to blow, and he had like he had had a length of pipe which you which you dropped ping pong balls into, and plunk, they they fired out. That's fantastic! How cool, how cool is that? It's much more fun than just ah oh, now Hoover's broken now. <laughs> well, that's another two hundred pounds I need to spend. Yeah, although none of those kids have hit the targets, so uh, it's pure profit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making money. Um, and then uh, replace that siren with um, Everway, <laughs> diceless, and then replace that with Numenera. Yeah, and then replace that with First Ed, and then cycle back to Fourth Ed and continue the story. Yeah, and then Monopoly, <laughs> um, and then one of those, and then if you can try and do it. You know those big maps you got when you were a kid that had a whole city printed on them. You, you mm-hmm. drive cars around. Just use one of those and 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 like and like claim there's a rule book somewhere. No cars. <laughs> no, it's a fantasy game. Don't be don't be stupid. That cars in a fantasy game. Maybe you'll get a horse if you're lucky. Who oh boy? Who oh boy? There is a question for you here. Is there? I think it is. It is the last question. The mysterious stranger asks. Oh, yes. 
Your hands shake against hips that you hold firmly, feeling the warm body moving against you, the music swelling as you dance. Lips brush against your ear, filling them with the sound of the mysterious stranger's breath and this question. If you had to write a love letter to someone in the RPG community, who would it be and what would you say? <laughs> Thank you for doing a different voice for that. Thank you. Um, I, I, I don't, Mysterious Stranger, I don't think you sound like, I imagine you sound like a gorgeous, dusky Lothario, but um, that's not um, that's not the voice I was going to give you. <laughs> if you had to write a love letter to someone in the RPG community. No. Okay. No. Antonio Banderas, but a little bit Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tad of Japanese. Antonio Banderas, sir. Antonio Banderas, Samurai. Um, yes, yeah, so if, if you had to write a love letter to someone in the RPG community, who would it to be? Who would it be to? And what would you say? Um, it would be to me, wouldn't it? I understand. No. Oh. No, I talk to you literally every day. You don't need a letter. Maybe you could tell me you love me. I do love you, Grant, and you're very good at games. Thank you. Okay, now, who, who's less good than me? <laughs> <laughs> so there are two people that I'd probably write a letter to. That, that are that are famous published authors. Mm-hmm. The first one of those would be probably a genuine love letter. Right. Mr. Stelzi, mm-hmm. I mm. do love thee. Yes. Could you could you just focus maybe on the good games you did, not the bad games? Because <laughs> maybe, m- m- maybe you take Stelzi out to have a lovely picnic. And yeah. There's like, and there's and there's oh there's there's, there's local cider. Mm. jar and and fresh thick cut sandwiches and maybe just like you unbutton the top button of his blouse <laughs> and oh what's this is this a copy of rain we won't be needing that <laughs> second oh second edition rain gregory what were you thinking <laughs> and like and like and like, like you take your thumb and like and, and like gently pull down his lower lip a bit, just 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 a tiny little bit and then release it we don't need this anymore. And you pitch it hard into a river. <laughs> like, you've, you've come up with some excellent rules and some wonderful things. But just just stop doing this this bad stuff. How about we have one of these individual Mr. Kipling's pies? <laughs> Grant's Make got everything them. okay. Grant brought them here. He's behind a tree. Oh. Shut up, Grant. You weren't supposed oh. to talk. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the other letter mm-hmm. would be a, essentially, I guess, a kind of sterner version of that, uh, which would be to to, to to Mr. Kenneth Height. You're you're practicing some interesting uh, love. You're practicing some tough love. Yeah, with Mr. Um, Height because I love I love Mr. Height, but also take a break. Go on holiday. You're going to yeah. die. Yeah. And like he's getting increasingly problematic. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. And like you did suppress transmission a long time ago. What suppress transmission? Good... Suppress transmission is essentially you know the amount of research that Ken Height puts into shit. God yeah. Right? He's, imagine he's just... like the bizarro world us. Yeah. Imagine imagine a book that's just that research, no rules. Right. So it's just essentially articles about weird stuff. Okay. Which is super cool. Okay. He did that? Yeah. Okay. But you like, like he, that? I love it. Uh-huh. But you don't need to just use the same stories <laughs> again and again and put different rules on them. There, I said it. 
Well, he did. Uh, did, did he do The King in Yellow, or was that Robin D. Laws? That's Robin The Laws. new one. I assume okay. it's Robin Laws. Um, I've bought it, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to write to Robin D. Laws. Okay. And tell him that he is a genuine inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. And one day I look forward to usurping him. <laughs> one day I shall claim your crown and your, your shirt. Laws. Oh, I'm not wearing those. Laws, your days are numbered. And I will have you. <laughs> I will take what you have wrought and build it in you in my own image. To crumble like Ozymandias's big old statue of himself. Just slapping a copy of Hamlet's hit points out of his hands. Now, listen, let's, let's, this is supposed to be a message of love, not just a, a way to complain about things that our beloved <laughs> authors have written we didn't like. I didn't like Hamlet's hit points either, but still, you know. I was hoping that it would actually involve Hamlet's hit points. At some point, yeah. Which it doesn't do. Nope, doesn't need to. Uh, the other one I would write, can I write to myself? No. Oh. Of course you can, you do it daily. Guess I'll burn this letter then. <laughs> no, honestly, like that's the thing. Like, uh, if anything, my internal narrative is not one of love. <laughs> no. My internal narrative is a constant self-punishment for minor invisible transgressions against people who did not notice them. Yep. Um, so now I, I am. I, I. It only looks like I love myself, uh, but actually, I'm my own worst enemy in a lot of unpleasant ways. <laughs> Uh, the uh, um, no, that's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do Robin D. Laws and maybe Avery McDelno, um for doing Avery Older. Avery Older now is it's older, isn't it? I believe so. Yes. Um, I would write to Avery Older for doing incredible work with Monster Hearts and then just slap a copy of Ribbon Drive out of her hands. <laughs> no, it's there's no rules, the- Avery. It's all about knocking books out of people's hands. <laughs> That's what these love letters are all about. We've written love letters and lured people to the woods where we abuse them for writing <laughs> games we didn't like. I, at no point did I suggest abuse. So you're slapping books out their hands. I I didn't slap a book out of Pistolzi's hands. I'm pretty. I threw pretty it in sure. a river. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wants that. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a nice thing to do, you know. That's fair. I'm sure he's got a couple. I think that's enough for one episode. I think it's before we I, say something, we can get arrested for. My my agony aunt gland is withered and dry. Uh. <laughs> what about yours? <laughs> it's not withered and dry. I mean, it's like fleshy and healthy. Swollen and pink. Yeah. <laughs> Just have an emaciated gland. <laughs> well, I, I. Giving advice to me, giving advice for me and to me is difficult. <laughs> yeah, but like when you run, your legs don't like atrophy and disappear because you've used. No, them. but your running gland does. <laughs> Read a book. I'm sorry, I haven't scienced enough. Yeah, science more. It's That's basic biology. That's There's a me. gland for everything. It's yep. all just glands inside. It's all inside the gallbladder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why my dad got his. When my dad got his taken out, he can't run anymore. Oh, that makes sense, that and he, actually. That and he's 78. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Also, he gives terrible advice. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Hearty Dice Friends. Um, we ha- I've actually had quite a good time recording this episode. It's been, it's been quite nice. Mm. I feel like we've maybe helped some people. Well, at least one. Um, sorry, the way I said actually there, as like normally it's a fucking torment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always enjoy recording, except when it gets too warm. Yeah. Well, I that, but I've, I've had a nice time. Anyway, it's been raining, I'm, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. 
Thank you for listening. Um, I'm Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. If you like what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash friends, give us some cash, and join the Discord and have lovely chats. At the moment, we are in a discussion about um, the Japanese Warhammer 40,000 page, then translating it through Google Translate and laughing at that. And by in a discussion, I mean I'm posting screenshots. Yeah. Um, uh, mainly of the Milky Way, or as they call it in Japan, the Milky Warfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HDF Podcast uh, on Twitter, or you can send us an email through HeartyJustFriends uh, uh, at gmail dot com. Um, and I think that's us. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, we love you. We we've brought you to the woods. <laughs> we've lured you into the woods, and in the back of a van are Avery McDaldner, Ken Height, and Robin Delors. Sorry, Avery Elder, Ken Height, and Robin Delors. Um, their hands freshly slapped <laughs> and you're holding a copy of your book that we don't like but you know what we love you so we're just going to ask you to put it down without slapping it yeah and then probably sign it yeah we will sign it thing for you do. I'll sign anything even if you don't want me to mm-hmm. don't let me don't ask me over to your house because I will sign your library you have, you have to pat him down for pens yeah, definitely do that. And don't keep any pens in your house. Nope. Also, I've swallowed one, so don't let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> this is mainly going to be a minefield for you. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Thank you for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.